Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we are dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I'm your host, Annette Grant. And we believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you are struggling to scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. And let's get on with the show. On this episode of Honest E-Commerce, we welcome Kaylee Moore. She is a freelance writer that creates blog content for e-commerce platforms and stores. Welcome back to yet another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I am your host, Chase Clymer. Welcomed by... Wait, not welcomed, but joined (laughs) by Annette Grant. And today we are bringing to the show a great separate perspective. This is a new one, uh, everybody. Today, we welcome to the show Kaylee Moore. Kaylee Moore is a world-class copywriter. She's worked with some amazing brands. And I'm going to let her kind of give her own intro and let you know who she's worked with and uh, why her expertise is so cool. Welcome, Kaylee. Thank you, guys. It's so nice to be on here chatting with you. Um, So I'm Kaylee Moore. Like you said, I have been a freelance writer for about five and a half years now. And I mostly work on blog content. I've done a little... Um, a few different types of writing, but that's where my focus is. And I work with folks like Shopify, Big Commerce, Big Cartel. And then I also write for e-commerce industry blogs. So places like A Better Lemonade Stand and Copy Hackers and Conversion XL. So lots of blog content, lots of research, lots of writing. Question. I just, right before the show, was working on a blog and I'm like, is this freaking even worth it anymore in 2019? <laughs> so can you help me with that? Because I, you know, social media is everywhere. I'm like still doing these blogs and tagging it. And is that still worth it? Yeah. So that's kind of a big question. But the short answer is yes. Um, of course, I'm a little biased because of the work that I do. So I see the, the value in it definitely very clearly. Um, but I think that the short answer to that question is it's still a great way to teach and educate on what you know. It's a great way to build authority and ethos. And it also helps with your SEO and your PPC efforts. So if that's something you're working on, it's still very much helpful in regard to those efforts. So it kind of does a lot of things. Uh, but I think the primary value in creating blog content in 2019, so right now, is that it's a platform for you to share what you know and to tell stories and to connect with your audience in a way that you can't really on social media or maybe in an email newsletter or things like that. It's a different place for different types of context. And it's, I think it's still really valuable. Good. Now I feel better about the time. Yeah. That, yeah. that was time well spent. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, we put out a blog, one blog a week, we try to. Um, here at Electric Eye. But it's a little bit easier for us to kind of come up with that plan and that strategy because we're, you know, our customer avatar is pretty well defined and we know what they're looking for on the internet. Uh, it's essentially tips and tricks and, and essentially everything that's found in this podcast uh, is what they're looking for. But so from a store owner's perspective and they're selling a physical good, uh, do you have any tips to help them kind of curate their their content strategy and how to come up with stuff that will be engaging for their customers. Because I always feel like that is such a hard concept to kind of direct. You know, I'm going to use a terrible example now, but like, you know, a shoe company, they're I selling... I was waiting for the shoe company. Yeah. Chase, Chase uh, <laughs> is 
uh, uses the shoe company pretty much on every episode. Uh, it's because okay. I, it's because it, you know, I don't, I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm lazy. No, all right. I, pr- I, I just, I, it, it's a theme. I like it. We're sticking cool. So I've got this shoe company. We sell shoes. How do I, how do I start blogging? Yeah. So I think the first thing always to do, and the, the best companies, the smartest companies that I work with do this well, is they go to their target audience and they ask them directly, like, what do you want to read from us on our blog? Give us ideas. And so crowdsourcing content ideas that way is a really brilliant way to kind of jumpstart your ideas on what you should write about because you're going right to the people you care about most and asking them what they want to learn from you. Um, You can also kind of study what your competitors are doing. You can think about it from a keyword perspective. If you're trying to rank for certain types of shoes or um, different types of customers who are shopping for shoes, you can take that angle. Um, Or you could also talk about like what's happening behind the scenes at your company and use it as a way to kind of break down the virtual walls between you and your customer. So I feel like sometimes it's hard when you have an online store to get people to really understand who you are and what you do as the person behind the brand. And a lot of companies do a really great job of using the blog as as an illustration of their company culture, of you know what it's like a day in the life, what it's like to come up with the idea for a product, to get it from point A to point B. There are a lot of different directions you could take with those things. But I think the big thing is to make sure that it's story-based and make sure that it's relevant to the target audience and that they are giving you actively giving you feedback on what they want to read from you so that you're not kind of just winging it or guessing at what people want to read from you. You're always making a data-informed decision as far as strategy goes when it comes to the things that you write about. Well, that's it. We can stop right now. That's that's yeah, literally the no, answer. That was... <laughs> that's that was the best answer I've ever heard about how to come up with that strategy. I, I thank you so much. And go back and listen to that again. Anyone that's listening to this podcast, hit that <laughs> no, hit that fifteen second rewind thing a few times and listen to that again. And th- that was chock full of value for sure. Great. I do have I do have a question um, about guest blogging. Is that still something that's relevant? Also, asking other so, people yeah. to provide content. Okay. Yeah, because your own blog is kind of like your company megaphone, right? You can you can blast out content there all day, but it's a little bit one-sided sometimes. So you're usually talking to the same group of people day after day. But when you guest post, you get that opportunity to get in front of a new demographic, um, a new set of eyes who could potentially share that. And then you, know, you, you get shares that way, you get new eyeballs that way. Um, so I think that, again, and from a, from a link perspective, as far as like, increasing your SEO and and helping those things, which I'm not an expert on, by the way. I just know enough to be dangerous. But I know enough to know that guest posting is good for um, increasing your quality score as far as Google is concerned and helps you also get in front of new audiences. So I think it's good for both of those things. Yeah. Google likes those backlinks. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So uh, I think this is a good time to kind of get into how that content looks uh so like what is what are you finding these days like what's the best performing content that you're like helping people create for their blogs so there's two main categories number one is the super long form in-depth evergreen content that takes a million years to write it's full of research it's got tons of examples and screenshots and it's just really valuable for anyone who takes the time to sit down and read it um it's usually a lot more expensive to to create or to outsource or to even write yourself it takes a lot of uh, connecting the dots, I guess, and finding interesting things to say maybe that haven't been said before as far as data is concerned or as far as like 
making new points about how to do things or illustrating new concepts or how to's on how to like how to optimize a landing page or how to you know perfect your product page or something like that. Um, so that's that's the first category, and those do really well because they're just really valuable. Like they're extremely interesting. They're really well done, and people end up sharing them a lot because they are so great. The other type of type of content that I've seen really do really well is kind of the other end of the spectrum, and that's content that's just kind of fun and silly. It's usually short form. It's usually full of gifs and memes. It's very pop culture centric, and those can do really well too because people connect with them and they it makes them feel like the company gets them or the brand gets them. Um, it's hard to nail. You definitely have to have a specific type of brand voice to be able to do those. So it's not for everyone. But if companies do this well and can be really engaging with a conversational tone in these types of posts, I've seen those be really successful. You hit something there that I want to talk on again. is, And I kind of preach this all the time, especially when I'm talking live, is like there's there's two ways to create content. It's either going to take you time or it's going to take you money. Like there's mm-hmm. no other way about it. It's like you're either investing that time to make something awesome. And even with any marketing strategy, honestly, you're either learning that skill yourself or you're paying someone that has that skill already to help you accomplish your goal. Right. That's so true. Hey, if you're in the product making business, then we've got great news for you. Katana is here to make your life easier. There's now a Shopify app built and designed for merchants that make their own products, manage your sales, orders, raw materials, production schedule, inventory, and material purchasing all from one dashboard. The name of that app is Katana. K-A-T-A-N-A. Katana is designed for makers, crafters, and small manufacturers selling on Shopify. Until now, product makers selling on e-commerce have had to settle with messy spreadsheets or regular inventory management software. We know they both usually suck if you need to make your own products. Fortunately, Katana is built from ground up with the needs of a small manufacturer in mind. Production scheduling and inventory management has never been this easy for Shopify merchants. A recent survey shows that 93% of Katana's users say they love it because of the ease of the setup and how intuitive it is. To try Katana for free, sign up at www.katanamrp.com. That's K-A-T-A-N-A-M-R-P.com. Or search Katana on the Shopify app store. There's a 14-day free trial. You do not need a credit card. And when you're signing up, use the promo code HONEST to get 30% off your first three months of a paid subscription. Check out Katana today. I'm going to ask a question and hopefully you'll be brutally honest about it. From a store owner's perspective, if I'm going to go out and hire a, a freelance copywriter to help me with some blog posts, what type of budget do I need to to have in the bank before I even, you know, ask them to help me out. What, where, what do you think the baseline is for for the starting of a of a blog post? Um, so that's that's really difficult to quantify for a couple of reasons. Okay. Number one, it depends on the type of content you want. If you want the super in depth, like expert level post, number one, I just talked about, that's going to be quite a bit more expensive, and those okay. are typically, I would say, going to cost you anywhere from. $525 a piece. And okay. that really just depends on the expert level of the, the writer that you're hiring, how much time is required, the length of the post, the research needed, you know, all those types of things. Um, if you're looking for shorter form and you're, you're kind of on a tight budget, I would say you could get a writer with a little bit less experience, maybe one to three years for anywhere from $100 to $350 per post. 
So I think that those are pretty safe ballpark ranges as far as like what to expect when it comes to those two types of posts. It varies a lot and rates are always changing based on the writer's experience level and just kind of like the results that they produce, the value that they can bring to the relationship. So it, it's hard to say for sure what it would cost, but I think that from my from my perspective, those are pretty realistic ranges. No, we appreciate that because I think it's something that store owners get bogged down in the day to day, and they if we can at least give them a starting point, that's helpful. Like, wait a second, what's what's their time worth versus hiring a professional to help them right. with with an amazing post? Yeah, and obviously that's an investment. And do you have any tips or tricks or just ways that you see people have that maximize the value out of this content that they have now? curated with a with a trusted partner. So, you know, I get this piece this blog content back. Other than just slapping it on my blog, what should I be doing with this? Yeah. So I think that there are a couple of different things you should do. Number one, if you have an email newsletter, you should definitely be sharing that content with them, with your subscribers there. Um, the inbox is still a pretty sacred place. So if you have this really great, helpful piece of content, definitely share it there. Um, of course you guys have your social channels. Um, you also have an opportunity with social advertising, maybe to get that con- content in front of the right customers for you and to educate them in a new and interesting way. You can also use it to start position your, p- positioning yourself as a thought leader. So if you're looking to get bylines with bigger publications or, or industry-type blogs, um, that's a piece of work that you can showcase as like, here's what we've been doing. We'd love to collaborate with you on a future project. Take a look at this and see if this kind of aligns with what you guys are doing. And so when you have those really great pieces of content that you can put in a portfolio, I think it ups the success rate on those opportunities quite a bit too. So it's it's long-term and sh- short-term outcomes as far as like how to share it, where to share it. But I think you can also use those as a springboard for future opportunities as well. Another another place I think it would be interesting to use too is if it's that long form blog, is if you could break that down into some individual YouTube videos that Ooh, go along yes. with the brand too, I think would be an interesting play. Yeah, I yeah. mean, when you have a well written piece of content, it's a script for a video, essentially. Mm-hmm. You just got to change the. I'm verbiage. I don't know. I'm a terrible writer. <laughs> <laughs> or or if it's a if it is long form, I mean, you could dice it up into you know. 10 different YouTube videos and then 10 different email blasts depending on how involved, yeah. especially if you're you know, making a large investment in it yeah. for sure. Or an ebook or a full course. I mean, there are a lot of things that you could do to repackage that content. And I think that that's a really great way to get extra mileage out of those. Yeah, I actually... I'm going to try to find it in the show notes and that remind me. So there's this... <laughs> there's a awesome uh, piece of content by Gary V. And it talks about how he takes his keynote he calls it keynote content, which is essentially his daily blog or like when he speaks and he turns it into 12 other forms of content. And it's really nice. cool. It's a really cool way to show you how to like take a, a good piece of content and then create other content from it and get the maximum value out of it. Absolutely. So where can I find these freelance writers that would be a fit for me? I have, I'm actually going to be honest. I've only... I don't even think I've hired any yet. I've just been um, interviewing them and it's all been word of mouth. But where else could I go? What's a crowdsourcing site for freelance writers? So I am pretty anti-sites like Upwork or Fiverr or places like that because that's that's kind of where you get um, the people who are really hungry for work. They're very new to whatever it is that they're doing. Those aren't going to be your subject matter experts most of the time. 
There are exceptions to that rule, but a lot of the time it's kind of a race to the bottom for who will do it the cheapest and the fastest. So if you want a really great quality writer, I would say go to your communities that you're part of and start asking for a referral. Maybe go to the industry blogs that you really admire and see who has bylines there and maybe poach writers from those sites if, if that's what you're wanting to do. I think that happens quite a bit, but I don't see a lot of people talking about it. Poach is kind of a dirty word, but it's a great way to, to find writers who already do great work and that you know you, you like and that align with what you're trying to do. Um, and then the other thing is just like, look at people who are doing great work within your industry or with other merchants that you admire, or maybe even your competitors and see like, who are their writers and, and what are they doing? And, and are there people that you can connect with who would have good ideas for linking you up with really high quality writers who are a good match for, for your type of business and have the right subject matter expertise? Um, but always remember that those those writer for hire sites, like I said, they're they're kind of a scary, dangerous place to go because what happens sometimes is when you hire those those writers that are just you know want the cheap and fast work, you get these outcomes that you're not happy with, and so you end up paying somebody else to do it over again, or you're you're frustrated by the quality and you put it up and it's just kind of lackluster results. So just just something to keep in mind. Like I said, there are exceptions to that rule. Um, but referrals, I think, are always the best way to get recommendations for writers. And I just, as someone who does work with uh, a network of freelancers, um, you need to be very honest and receptive to their feedback. You need to tell them what you want. Like it's mm-hmm. they're not they're not brain mind readers. Like they they don't know what's going on in your head. You can't just go. I want to blog about shoes. Like you got to be like, I want. This type, here's five examples. Here's what I like about them. Here's what I don't like about them. You know, our tone of voice is this. Uh, this is how we like to do X, Y, and Z. Like, even you can get even as specific as we don't uh, use apostrophes. Like we don't shorten wor- words. It's going to be would not. It's not wouldn't. You know, yeah. you, you got to let people yeah. know how you want your, your content to look or you're going to have yes. a terrible time. For sure. I think that it's a major red flag if you don't have those things in place for the freelance writer that you're hiring. So yes, it's always good to include as much direction and as much specific detail about the writing project that you can so that you are sure you and your freelancer are on the same page. I think our brief document for writers is like two pages long. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Well, we're trying to do good stuff over here. <laughs> it sounds like it's it's going well. That's That's great to hear. It is. Support for our podcast comes from our friends at Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your e-commerce store. It works with your existing email and chat platforms, so setup is quick and easy. Simpler's network of on-demand, US-based Simpler specialists are standing by to answer your customers' most common questions. Set it up for free today and then turn it on or off depending on your customer volume. You only pay $2.25 for every resolution. No hidden fees, contracts, or minimums. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat around the clock with Simpler Specialist. Start your free 7-day trial at simpler.ai slash honest. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I slash honest. So um, in in regards to content and blogging for the e-commerce store owner, do you have anything that you'd like to share before we pivot to this kind of uh, other topic that you had here at the bottom about subscriptions? I think it's a great opportunity 
if you're if it aligns with your brand to really have that personality that I talked about a little bit earlier um, and to have a very conversational tone. E-commerce store owners as independent business owners have this great opportunity to really showcase a unique brand voice. And so to miss out on that opportunity is kind of a shame. Um, if you have the company culture or it's part of your brand voice to speak in a fun kind of like pop culture centric way, I say do that because I still don't see a lot of brands doing it. Um, and I feel like there's a big opportunity there as far as capturing attem- attention and, and really connecting with audiences. Like I said, to break down those barriers that are so common in the e-commerce environment. Yeah. I mean, I just... One last note there is like, people want to buy from people. They want to know there's yeah. a real human on the other end of that transaction and that they're not just giving their money to a faceless entity. Uh, one of those big, bigger uh, box stores. You know, you're you're helping this, the little guy. You know, it's a small business. You know, everyone enjoys that. Yes, for sure. That's a that's a great way to connect with potential customers and to just really stand out in a lot of noise. To be that unique brand with that unique personality. Awesome. So, Kaylee, now it's bonus bonus material. She's got some insights into subscriptions. One of your clients is finding success with Recharge. Uh, what do you have to share about that? Yeah. So, I feel like there's such a huge opportunity with subscriptions right now. Even companies that I would not think have a subscription uh, opportunity are finding them. And what's so great about that is that it's the sustainable revenue for the business Monthly recurring revenue, it's a great way to increase customer loyalty. It's a great way to get customers hooked on products. Um, I, I'm just constantly amazed by how much is possible when it comes to subscriptions. And like I said, Recharge is, is a platform that integrates with Shopify. And I'm seeing a lot of companies use it and finding, oh my gosh, there's this huge window here that we're tapping into where now we're not only selling one-time products, but we're getting subscriptions where people are buying in for six months at a time or three months at a time. And in doing that, you can upsell on here's what would make your subscription better. You can do interesting things like um, allow some flexibility so people can customize their subscriptions, which boosts retention for long-term efforts. There are just a lot of interesting things that it opens the door to as far as revenue goes and customer retention goes. And I think. If anybody is interested in subscriptions, definitely definitely look into that. I think that that's something we're not going to see go away. I think that's going to continue to grow as a trend. Absolutely. We actually had Rob from Recharge on not too long ago. And it was an amazing episode. Very insightful. Just the one thing about subscriptions... And it's kind of... you know, It almost goes back to the making sure you know what you want. You got to outline like what that subscription looks like for your business. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more than like, people can get this thing more often. There's a lot more right, that goes into it. Right. <laughs> yeah, there has to be a a bit of functionality and like need for a recurring order of whatever your thing is. It can't just be, hey, buy this thing every month. You know, there has to be a, a bigger value equation in there. Yeah. And then when you start talking about bundles, like it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Is the first thing is the first shipment free? Is it not? Like what about free shipping? How's right. that work? Uh, there's there's so much to consider there. Cool. So in the pre-show, you spoke about an awesome piece of content that you want to share with our audience that can kind of help people out with beginning this journey. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's very basic, but I think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of people potentially listening to this podcast. It's called 
how to make your writing sell stuff. And so you can use the tactics that I'm talking about in this blog post on anything from product pages to email marketing to your blog posts. Just have some good ideas for writing content that converts, that gets you more sales and that gets you more customers for your business. It's awesome. We'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. Yes. I great. Just, shouldn't I just send out emails that say buy my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that oh. be great? <laughs> right. Just keep firing up buy button, buy button, buy button yeah. in, the, in the email. Well, no, thank you, Kaylee, for, for being on the show. I'm excited. I'm going to check out the blog post immediately following. So we will, we will make sure to link to that. And we thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. You were a fantastic guest. Thank you so much. Thanks. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing the truth. Links and more will be available in the show notes. If you found any actionable advice in this podcast that you'd like to apply to your business, please reach out at electriceye.io slash connect. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. 